0: Welcome to a galaxy far, far away. Here at the Cantina Podcast, we provide top-shelf service, including rumors, leaks, news, and reviews. Come in, order a loma and remember, no droids allowed. And welcome, ladies and, and gentlemen, to another episode. To another episode of the Cantina here on the Genreverse Podcast uh, Podcast Network, part of the LRM Online family. Make sure you're heading over to lrmonline.com lrmonline.com every day for all of your entertainment news needs and and opinions we are on every podcast app you can imagine website go ahead and follow us there or or if you're watching on youtube the genre's youtube channel uh hit the hit the red subscribe button and of course we are sponsored by the good folks over at grow generation a little bit more from From them later on in the episode, I am uh, Kyle Malone at that, Kyle Malone on on Twitter, joined as usual by Cam Clark at LRM underscore Cam. And today we have a full cast, a full crew, however you want to word word it, because Shockey is here as well at LRM underscore Shockey. Gentlemen, how's it going? Good. Going good. We missed last last week. That's all right. Nothing really big happened last week. Nothing much. Couple little th- things to discuss over 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 the last week since since then and uh, yeah man uh, all all eyes are kind of like on on San Diego this weekend because of uh uh Comic Con and Mar- Marvel's got a big day ahead of them uh, uh they've got uh um crap what's the word I'm looking for uh Marvel Always. animation uh animation annou- announcements on Friday and then the big. Uh, Hall H uh, presentation on Saturday, and I mean, look, what is it? Ne- next month is uh, D- no September is D D twenty three and Disney Plus Day, and we're mm-hmm. e- expecting a, a lot more Star Wars stuff from from those two. Because well. Let's let's face it: the world of Star Wars, for right now and the foreseeable future, is Disney Plus, not not movies. So it kind of kind of makes sense to expect a lot more on on Disney's personal uh, conventions and and uh, PR stuff, if you if you will. But we do have some things to talk, talk about uh, for the, some of those uh, streaming services. The first one being some fo- footage that uh, leaked from from uh, Andor. Uh, Cam, you wrote this piece up. You want to yeah. kind of chit so, ch- chat about what we see? It's a strange one,
1: this, because this was released officially by an Andor Twitter account, but then it disappeared from the Andor Twitter account, and then other people online obviously picked it up from there, and then just
0: the internet we, is we that.
1: That out, and you know, it's out there. I actually thought there was quite a lot of new footage in it. You know that we hadn't seen from the initial um, kind of. Teaser that we had for, for kind of andor. I think the overwhelming thing that, that I certainly looked at is I just thought it looked absolutely fantastic compared to maybe some of the other Star Wars shows that we've seen recently in terms of the, just the cinematic feel of it, the wide mm-hmm. shots. You know, it just felt more like a Star Wars project to me, almost even more than Obi Wan Kenobi, despite that having such big such a big, you know, impact on the Star Wars universe. Um I mean, one thing we've always said is that Rogue One is a pretty film. It's it's a mm-hmm. very pretty film. It was in my opinion the best looking Star Wars film until The Last Jedi came out, which which did kind of trump it in terms of looks. Yeah. Other issues with the film but, but it looked fantastic. <laughs> um and um and I think since then this this Andor now looks like the next kind of contender for that, if you like, for
0: me. Well, I mean that we we've seen from uh footage back on, I, th- I think one of the first or or the second Disney uh, Disney Plus day, on um, the the B roll footage. How many live sets there's there's going to be, in, and we've hmm. uh heard things about different shooting locations and 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 whatnot sets. I mean, sets yeah, they built. Were all over the little tangibles. They were yeah, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. Tan- Tangible, tangible stuff is what I mean look, uh, to, to all those that love the the prequels, get your brains checked, but you gotta you gotta admit that the the all digital backgrounds definitely hurt it. Especially especially when you when you consider that forever and ever and ever the the prequel trilogy is locked into very very poor resolution having been completely filmed digitally like sure you could re-render s- some of the models and s- stick them in there but the the film quality is not not going to get any any better um this like well fun and uh, done in
1: film wasn't it it was only parts, attack of clones. Of, it yeah. was yeah digitally
0: and and, Sith, and, and but, uh, Sith, yeah. yeah
2: um and, and then um i think part of episode two attack of the clones wasn't that? Maybe, there I mean, I, there were elements of film in all that. Exactly. three, yeah. if i believe. not. the first I'm one not...
1: where they brought in the digital camera for the yeah. first time. Like,
2: the oh, big, oh, that's right. Yeah, that's
0: right.
1: The right, right. Um, they didn't have that yet for Phantom Menace. Um, that's right. I remember it, yeah. Whether they, they were able to use it for every single thing, I, I don't know. But, yeah. but certainly, you know. And I know at the time, you've got to remember, these digital cameras were extremely Pretty large, big, yeah. very yeah. big. And you couldn't quite do the same things with them at that Mm-mm. point that you could with conventional cameras. Um nope. that's different now. <laughs> you know? Oh well, yeah. You could probably, well, yeah. Probably filming is good quality on a phone. Yep.
0: But I think I think that's really really what's giving giving andor kind of like its its uh, appeal is just like the sequel trilogy you mentioned. It cam it it looked mm-hmm. good. There's other issues. Uh, yeah, I
1: mean. Specifically, I always felt the last Jedi looked looked better than the two Abrams movies, just the in the style and the way it was shot and everything like that. that. That's just my opinion. Maybe other people think differently, you know. But I always felt it kind of visually was the the most standout outish of the, of the three sequel films for me.
0: Yeah. What What are you thinking about the uh, the footage and and Andor
2: uh, in general? There, shocky? Um. So it's a it's a good thing that Tony Gilroy is attached to Andor because he was responsible for the screenplay for Rogue One, so he knows the character. It's not like um, that was the one kind of I don't know. I wouldn't say it was a miss or or something with 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 Kenobi with Deborah Child because I thought she did a you know a great job. But it's kind of that continuity. He, he, if you know the characters really well. It's kind of you know Dave Filoni you know with Star Wars knowing the insides out of like Ahsoka a character he brought in and, yeah. and has written it's just so much for. So for to have Tony Gilroy with this, knowing Diego Luna, you know, working already together with him, um it it in it, it has the same you know, the same style. Um and then what was it? Tony Gilroy wrote what all the the born movies, right? That's what I think I'm pretty sure. Or I, I, don't don't like know. That. I don't know. Yeah, I think I
1: know. Reject. I know he, end up, he de- ended. up directing some of Rogue One as well, didn't he? Because, yeah, Because of the whole issue they had at the time of the reshoots,
0: but uh, let's see yeah. here. As writer, uh, Gilroy has uh, um, Identity screenplay, Supremacy screenplay, Ultimate Ultimatum screen story and screenplay, and uh, Legacy screenplay and story oh, cred- credits one, for legacy. Born. No. That's the um, one with uh Renner, right? Yeah,
2: that's the one with the Renner where it just like completely went without Matt Damon and that. Yeah,
1: I mean, I I don't like any of the Bourne films, I never did. No. Um, but you know, but the that, stories that's are that's, thing, that's what that's I like thing, about it. thing, It's not an issue with them um, with the yeah. writing in them, you know, it's not that's not the problem. I mean, a man did it, it's adapted a book, as in, right? A and, and
2: and Tony was supposed to direct these episodes, but because of the COVID protocol situations. He wasn't able to get there in time, so that's when they went with a couple people that were local and, and directed. But he still has—you can but, still I mean,
1: see the talent's pretty strong still. If you look mm-hmm. at the the yeah. CVs oh, yeah. the people that are involved in Andor, yeah.
2: it's you know it's good. And as yeah. good as the volume is, like it's amazing. The you know, yeah, that's it's amazing. Yeah, it's still what they what they're able to do. Um, what's the name of the studio in in uh, England? Pinewood. Pinewood. What they're still able to do in Pinewood is is pretty legit, and you know they they've created pretty much towns and cities, uh, you know, in the surrounding areas for it and stuff. So it's it's kind I,
1: of interesting that we're seeing the Andor having a different approach to the other Star Wars shows. It's maybe mm-hmm. you know Tony Gilroy pushed for that. I don't know, but it'll be interesting to see once they weigh it all up what looks better, how much it costs, because you would. I'm, and I'm not an expert in this, but I'm guessing that the the length of the Andor shoot all the location shooting must have cost longer. more money mm-hmm. than, than it cost for Obi-Wan Kenobi. I mean, mostly what I've heard Obi-Wan Kenobi a lot of it is actor's fees, you know, because like, McGregor got paid well for it, Christensen mm-hmm. got paid well for it, you know, that sort of stuff. So, um, you know, it'd be interesting to see kind of like, you know, what is the best model for them going forward. I always kind of think there must be some kind of sweet spot in the middle where some things are better done in the volume, but some yeah. things are better done in location. And it just, it's going to be choosing between the two to make the best. So thing.
0: with, with that, let me kind of tra- transition us to a, to an interesting, what I think might be an, an interesting uh, to- topic before the the ad break, the, the volume, like we know that there was some uh, minor sets used in, in both seasons of, of uh, Mandalorian as well as, mm. as the volume. Um, and we, we also know or assume slash know, you know, there's been no like official here's the here's the the schedule uh, shooting schedule and, and every location and, and usage of, of the volume. But I, def, I definitely feel more use of it in uh, Boba Fett and definitely a, a hell of a lot more use in in Obi-Wan Kenobi. Do you think maybe they're they're making uh, with the volume that same kind of mistake Lucas made with all the digital tech and CGI? Because even even though you have more film in, in episode one, you still have a crap ton of of relatively new CGI at the time, at least in, in yeah. the amount and and uh, aspirations <sighs> he had for it. Do you think they're kind of? over you using the the volume and and obi-wan showed its its kind of weaknesses do you think they're going to step back some or not I, what, what do you think um, sorry cam yeah, sorry. <laughs> i
2: think i think in, in, you're right in saying like you could definitely tell the difference in uh with book of boba fett and with kenobi but i also think it was because of the time and situation with the mm-hmm. pandemic the volume was the best thing to, to use because then you could follow all protocols easily. You could, you didn't have to go to set location, like the the issues that Tom Cruise was having, filming the, you know, Mission Impossible. And, and it, because it's one thing for us to hang out and make a movie and say, okay, we know each other really well. But when you have, you know, unions, or, you know, worker unions oh, and yeah. all that kind of stuff and everybody has to be protected, everyone has to get tested and all those things that th- I think the volume was just kind of the safe way to route to go. But I agree with you. I think that the the lesson learned from this was like although this technology is great to have and you know we can use it for use you know sparingly. space mm-hmm. yes use it for like space battles and stuff like that. If there's an opportunity to go into a live set, um, use it. I think the best example of this is when you saw uh, was it Mando season two when I forgot what planet they're on, but remember when they take Grogu to the the jedi temp or thing to to communicate to and yeah boba fett shows up and there's that massive battle robert rodriguez directed Mm -hmm. yeah the one that robert rodriguez directed but there's that massive battle between the stormtroopers yeah yeah and remember uh, somebody like i was going for a jog and reported on their phone everybody thought it was just like Mm. random cosplayers playing you know (laughs) you know playing with each other and stuff and it ended up being that that exact episode but if you go back and watch that episode and see how beautiful it's shot and everything it's i mean that's what you got to use where the volume it's a great tool to have and it's amazing and if you need to do a really unique location set go for it yeah but mm-hmm. like you can like if you if you're
1: on a water planet like when yeah. when mando goes to i can't remember the name of the planet um but it's water and he's on the boats yeah. and that. you yeah. can't you can't do that in a set really, you know, you can't get get it to look like that. So right. you either do a small set with some water that the actors stand in, and then surround it by green screen, or you surround it by the volume. And yeah. I think that's that's the advantage of the volume. If 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 you can use it to replace green screen, it should always be the volume. But if you can say, Well, actually we've got the environment here that we can just film this in a location that should always where possible be the option but it's going to be weighing up how much cgi is going to be required for each thing and not only
0: not only that but but i think the the scale because as as we could see in in obi-wan kenobi the uh trying to put too much into the volume to to film really causes some claustrophobia can cause some uh movement issues and I I know I'm a bit in the in the minority to get completely ripped out of of uh, a project for that, but it is no, noticeable. And, and I was even mentioning this to my my dad the other day when when you have a, a low budget film, uh, something that's that's not a tentpole or or series for, for that matter, a lot of like technical things become more forgivable than like triple A. Projects is something that you you yeah. expect a certain level, you know, uh, con- continuity errors between takes and things like that. They're they're more annoying if it if it happens in a Star Wars or or Marvel or uh, we'll use a famous coffee cup from a game of thrones it's <laughs> it's more frustrating for for something like that than it is you know a uh netflix lock and key or uh G- remember the jeans uh, guy
2: at the end of uh yeah, season two yep. yep
0: exactly and um i know mistakes happen and, and that and that's fine but the my my biggest fear is like you you brought up cam uh and you can kind of uh carry on from this if, if you want but uh, uh a lot of uh kenobi budget went into the the talent and you, it's because you could save a lot, a lot of money using the volume for for filming. Disney, Disney likes money. Do Do you have any fears of of them over overusing it in the future? Even though they might not have to, like like uh, Shaki had pointed out.
1: That, yeah, well, I do, think it's going to be a learning curve, and I think it's going to depend on each project and what's best for that project. I think if a project's primary thing is. Well, we're not sure about this. We need to keep the costs down. Then why not? Here's the volume. But I think where we maybe I, I forgave it a little bit more in Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, with the, there's things that we'd still see as this was an issue, that was an issue. A lot of that was directing choices as well, though. You know, yeah. I didn't love as much as I loved what Robert Rodriguez did in Mando season two, didn't like so much his stuff on. The Boba Fett though, it just didn't didn't feel right to me. Some of that was design issues as well. We've talked about that when we reviewed the shows. I think with Obi One Kenobi, the problem is it was it was a bit more tempo. It was a bit more, you know, this is Obi One Kenobi. You know, it's it's fucking you know to quote you <laughs> game, but that's fucking Obi One Kenobi. <laughs> um, you know, um, and because of that. I don't think cutting costs should have been a major concern because it's not so much box office. It's about having a product on there that you want everybody to talk about how great it was. And that, you know, I want to watch that. People will subscribe to it to watch it, even if it's not right there and then. It's not necessarily about the right there and now with something like Obi-Wan Kenobi. And my biggest, you know, takeaway, and we talked about this when we reviewed the episodes in Obi-Wan Kenobi is that we all had slightly different opinions about where it landed, but I think we all kind of thought it could have been better than what it was.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for and, sure.
1: You know, sometimes you just wonder whether if they put that bit more money in, took a bit more time to get it out there, rather than kind of saying we need this out for May two thousand twenty-two. Which at the end of the day, you've then got you've got probably creative people going, just give us as much time as you need, and then business people going. No, we've got subscribers and we've got shareholders right. and we need this product too. And that's always going to be the battle. There's a lot of filmmakers that would say they're never finished until it's literally ripped out their hands and said, Time's up, you're done. You know? Right. Yeah.
2: And with Kenobi, it, it was what, two rewrites? And so I think they finally, yeah, after the once they got to the third, they finally just said we're sticking with what we gotta do. Um, but, but, to, but where where it fell done was it was it needed people
1: to like it, something might have looked okay in paper, but then when they shot it, you realise there's a few issues and that's where they needed to make changes in the fly and I don't think yeah. they did that well in Obi-Wan probably. Just oh, for they. example, end episode three doesn't work on film. You know, all of us mm-hmm. said right away, unless they explain yeah. this later on, it's not going to work. The whole tunnel thing we um can't remember her name, was <laughs> and Reva Tala. and all Tala. that, in the, the, script that probably yeah. seemed fine but you know same episode but you know once you look at it all it didn't work the the escape from the hangar with the snow speeders not in snow yeah. coming in
2: yeah
1: maybe it was a great idea in paper but the way it actually worked in practice wasn't that great. and it's little things like that that you need to kind of almost adjust in the fly and maybe even that's why reshoots would be set up um whether, I don't know how much reshoots they had planned for Obi-Wan for Obi, I'd be surprised if they didn't plan any reshoots for Oh, a film. there were. There, a film were yeah. there was reshoots, yeah. yeah. Um, but these are the kind of things I would expect to have been picked up in the reshoot stage and the editing stage, uh, and they, they weren't. Um, I, I don't know if we can necessarily place the blame at the volume, but we all kind of felt that there was a sometimes a claustrophobic scene to certain, or a feeling to certain scenes that didn't need to be there.
2: Yeah, yeah but to kind of go on your point, like I, from what I know about Kenobi and the stuff, that the story was darker. Um, from what I, you know, what I was told, in the first of this script version of it and stuff, and a lot of it got edited out. To, I think because it's Disney Plus and to a piece more uh, fans. But to go into your argument, Kyle, if you look at and this kind of segues into the next story, if you look at Skeleton Crew, it's going to be one of the biggest budget disney plus mm-hmm. shows in in not just in star wars but you know all of disney plus uh original so i think that you know disney lucasfilm is willing to spend the money um i think it's just for what what are you going to get out of it in type deal and so for a limited series i think that you know like kenobi we get we get what we get um that poses a
1: question that did Kenobi come at the wrong time? Just just that when lockdown was there, I think it was it, more. Would yeah. Kenobi have been a better product if they had waited a year? And then I mean, ended I,
0: who knows? Yeah, with the same same story, maybe margin, I think it was just marginally. more of
2: a yeah. This is this is something like I know that. Kathleen Kennedy, Ewan McGregor. We all know, like, they've been trying to get this done for a while. You know, first starting out as a yeah. movie and then stuff. So I think it was just more like, okay, this is as good in their eyes. This is as good as it's going to get. Let's roll with it. Pandemic hits. They tried their, you know, to, to film it within the the working conditions they have. So, um. but then
1: again, as somebody said on on Slack recently, our Slack channel, um, it's not Slack Discord, sorry, I'm talking rubbish. Um, yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, feel free to join our Discord and and, and chat with yeah. us.
0: Down below, sometime. yeah, link
1: down below. Um, but um, I think someone said on there, and this is this is true, I thought about it as well at the time. How long do we keep using the pandemic as an excuse for oh, yeah, for, for poor that, products? That, or that think, time is oh, coming yeah, up, and I think super, we are yeah, getting super fast. That now, <laughs> I yeah. Super fast. <laughs>
2: yeah, I think that's kind of over. I think I give <laughs> I give Kenobi that book of Boba Fett, yeah, I understand it. I understand it was during Boba the pandemic, Fett definitely, but
1: was, yeah, definitely. Yeah,
2: probably. so. But anything now, move. I think Top Gun now so, uh, kind of proved ev- everything and, wrong, you know. Like, I mean, even,
1: WandaVision as well, you know, like yeah. how, mm-hmm. you know, if we even yeah. go into some of the Marvel side of things, it was a lot of oh, them yeah. just came yeah. into that, that period where you do just forgive them a little bit about it, some stuff.
2: Yeah. Yep. I think we're, yeah, we're like okay. how I said, we're, we're past that point now. Yeah. Anything yeah. that comes out now, it's fair game.
0: You, you, yep. Mm-hmm. So, and we are, what's up? Oh, I, was I was just up.
2: saying, like, the, you know, the, New shows that are coming out, new pro- new projects, new movies. You yeah, can't use that anymore.
0: Can't can't use that. Can't use that excuse anymore. Uh, just like we can't use the excuse excuse of talking to prevent this uh awful segue to our sponsors over at grow generation grow generation where the pros go to grow grow generation offers the best deals and discounts on the best grow products on the market grow generation serves customers across the nation and carries a wide inventory of renowned cultivation brands go to www.growgeneration.com where the pros go to grow uh, thank you guys so much for sponsoring the episode as usual. Uh, their link is is down in the description box uh, below, or if you're at online dot com watching this, it's on the page and like there in the uh, in the write up. So the other thing to kind of uh, chit chat about um, that I have on the on the agenda is um, a rumor of kate heron or heron um, mm. i'm not sure if i put a little too much emphasis emphasis there at the end uh loki she she uh mm. helped out with with loki season one yep. uh season two filming right right now for for that uh rumored for uh directing the acolyte cam mm-hmm. you wrote this one up i guess yeah. yes take us through. yeah it
1: was me this one um so yeah that, with this one, it, there doesn't seem to be any clear, like, this is definitely happened. This came from making Star Wars, right? Even they themselves said, look, we're kind of just, we're not saying this is an explosive, we've heard this information. Yeah. This is just a rumour that they've heard as well. And that could mean that she was a target but there's nothing signed and delivered yet. What we do know about Acolyte is that there was a bit of a delay to the initial kind of schedule that was up, and it's kind of later in this year now that it's going to film. Um, And it's filming in a new studio in England, actually not in Pinewood. Um, You know, it's a a new kind of studio that's been set up. I'm joking. joking. (laughs) Um, joking. I I can't remember the name. Maplewood. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <that'll be> it. <laughs> oh, give me a second to you. actually I'll look at this story and I'll tell you the name in case anyone oh. that listens is really curious and says oh that's the studio I work at and I'm pissed off now um, actually I don't have that information there so I don't know give me right. a thing um, but yeah basically this is what MSW said two different sources one UK based and one in so can that Kate Aaron is supposedly involved or approached at least here, like say, he produced, directed Marvel's Loki. He could claim on paper, she sounds like good fit to direct showrunner Leslie Headland's Star Wars series. They also then went into talk about because um, because Kate's LB cutie and so is Leslie Headland. And I thought, well, you know, I, I kind of don't feel that relevant in any way whatsoever. I think what's far more relevant is that she did a really good job with Loki. Um, yeah. And that's mm-hmm. why she kind of might be a target for this show. We do know hundred percent that um, she is not back for Loki season two. That was never yeah. on the cards. You know, she was quite early in saying that, that she wouldn't be back for season two because we always knew Loki was getting a season two. Um, Maybe that's because this was in the back burner, or some some way there was talks kind of starting. I don't know. They did say I think the rumor is a lot going for it personally, but until I know for a fact here, more and there's direct one or more episodes, and it was more than just being approached. They're treating it as a rumor with legs for and that that's all we can kind of do as well for this moment in time. But yeah. saying that. Would she be a bad choice? No, I think she'd be a good choice for it, considering, you know, I real, I mean, Loki was my 100% favourite Marvel show that they've done on Disney Plus so far. Really loved Loki. So, yeah, I'm keen because the Acolytes definitely one of, the, I think, one of the most exciting projects on the horizon. Whether it ends up being good or not, who knows, but it's intriguing and it's exciting, you know. So
0: we'll see what happens, I guess. What do you think, think Shaggy? you think uh, Aaron would make a, a good good director for, for what you know about this or what we all know about this project at that? I mean, yeah,
2: based on her work, yeah. I mean, I I love what she... I love Loki, This you know, the entire series of it. I think it's the best Marvel Disney Plus series so far. Um, so, yeah, like, bring it over to Star Wars, and, you know. Yeah, like, we don't know exactly what... You know, we kind of have an idea of what the Acolyte, you know, time frame wise, but besides that, it's what's weird about the Acolyte out of all projects, it's the one that's had the least controversy to it or, you know, or like anything, you know,
0: uh, I don't know. They're they're the ones with a writer that, that had never seen Star Wars b- before she got the job, so that's controversial. I know. I'm just I'm being, being so a, I'm being a bit uh what's the word I'm looking for? Melodramatic I, I But
1: the only drama that the acolyte has is that they announced that it would be a female raid lead early on and there's some people just rolled their eyes at that um and Oh I don't themselves. care about that, whatever. I mean I like what yeah. I'm saying is like, like... People that yeah. are out there, we know you know. There's a bit of a toxic element. So if, you, to yeah. Monday, so. if you, go
2: to <coughs> the original uh, three, with so Patty Jenkins with Rogue, with uh, Rogue Squadron, is on delay. Taika tt you know, until we know exactly what you know is going on there. But he just got done with uh Love and Thunder, and you know he's playing coy, and I don't even know what you know the project's going to be or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but that one, you know, is still a ways out. But this one, you know, is, a, is the one that's kind of kept under the radar, and it's just kind of keeps moving along, just chugging along and, uh, you know, adding a writer here, director here, you know. Well, so The thing about um, this
1: is, like, like kind of, t- we don't know anything about takers, so many dramas of when, when's it coming, you know, when can we mm-hmm. expect this? More with the Acolyte, we know a little bit more about it, but it's in an era completely different from where the yeah, rest of the stories But go. it's, it's so amazing
2: how, how really steady it's fun. been.
1: Yeah. Maybe it's just the teams in that week. It's not started filming yet. So, I mean, right. that's one thing. So there'll be far more stories come out about the acolyte once it kicks off. and um, That yeah. always is the case because you then, you're hiring people that have got no involvement with it at this moment in time. While it's in the writer's room where it's been, where they've been kind of hammering out the story it's maybe easier to keep a lid on, on what's going on with it at that point, potentially.
0: You know, it's, it's kind of funny how, how many Marvel, uh, people have ended up working over at, at Star Wars now, mm-hmm. uh, from Favreau who kicked off the Marvel's cinematic universe being, a, a core element of, of Star Wars now, uh, to, um, uh, Peyton Feige. Reed, Peyton Reed, right? Peyton Reed. That mm-hmm. that's the yeah. Ant Man uh, franchise, Ant Man and the Wasp franchise. Uh, uh, I love those movies; totally un- underrated in the MCU. Um, to Feige coming over to to produce it it really it almost feels like a michael, a return yeah is playing
1: michael woolf uh, yep. mm-hmm. uh, yep. yep. and more yep. kate and dr what just mentioned
0: kate, kate heron and and, and Maybe. others <laughs> uh potentially yeah and, but uh plenty of plenty of others um it it reminds me of of the you know the like 1940s and, and 50s era of mm. film where the like studio the, the, the studio system the studios mm. system and a uh, man ah uh, I, I don't I don't know how to how to feel ab- about it. I, at at the one point it it kind of gets tantalizing cuz then you're like, well, what if James James Gunn does a Star Wars mo- movie or what if what if the the Russo's could do an episode of I would love of, if the Russo's show, shouldn't. you know? I think the, the Russos? Russos will do yeah.
1: something Star Wars eventually. I think, yeah, all because they've said what huge Star Wars fans they are. Right, and, you know, they're 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 up there in my book because they love the Empire Strikes Back more than any mm-hmm. other film as well, and that kind of um, works for me as well. So I'd love to see the Russos get a shot at Star Wars.
0: I'm um, I'm, um, you know, my my brain is is tantalized tantalized by those those thoughts as well, but then I also start to remember how little creative differences there there was in the old movies because of the studio system mm-hmm. and because it was the same people picked for projects again and again and again and mm. and it's it's not until you get into the the 70s and the 80s with the uh, uh advent of of uh less expensive filmmaking you know filmmaking oh. got relatively cheap uh, horror genres uh, really kicked action off movie in, stars. in that mm-hmm. action movies I were mean, really really cheap cheap to do. If you go back and-
1: to the forties and fifties, though, Kel you, you know you have to remember they were producing far more than they produce now. Oh, it was yeah. a conveyor belt, you know. Yes. So there wasn't as many original ideas. It was we're producing something
0: a that lot of Star Wars by, that I we know never they used are to. now, you know.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, and then maybe that's why there's that kind of sense. But it was also it was very much, you know, the stars were there properly. Yeah. So it was about you know putting people into vehicles to get them out there. You know that was a different situation to what we find ourselves in. Now, now.
0: that that's an interesting uh, thought there, uh, shocking. uh Actors back in the day really really pulled a lot of weight, and mm-hmm. today it's it's the film ma- maker. It's that that d- director or show r- those names yep. of Favreau, Feige um it, it's you know we're not seeing a bunch of crossover uh brie larson as much as she claims to be a star wars fan isn't in in star wars as you know um uh and we're not we you know we don't have a chris evans o- over that we get the occasional uh um like taika watiti cameo or or voice act, actor type thing but uh all of the, all of the uh cross-pollination is is from behind the camera right correct but- what do you, what do you think about that that kind of change in and who who a studio views as as profitable or you know yeah
2: well so I mean the most profitable being Tom Cruise I mean but he calls his own shots he's at that power now that he's not just signing on to like a film from a random studio it's his you know he his production company his he, he gets final say on all cuts on everything so I mean that's that's the Ultimate, I would say the only actor out there right now that, like, when you cast him, it kind of moves the needle a little bit is The Rock. Whenever you cast The yeah. Rock in a movie, it, it pushes the needle to and gets people to go see it. But we'll t- the, the real big test with The Rock will be The Black Adam. Um, yeah, and, and I don't care. Really I, I don't have anything against um,
1: The Rock, but no. seeing him in a movie does
2: not make me want to go and see right.
1: it.
2: Right? It's the not very like very few <laughs> movies I've <laughs> well, seen with
1: The Rock correct
2: Correct. And it's not like back in the eighties and nineties where you could get yeah. either get Stallone, Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger, yeah. Claude yeah. Van Damme, you know, yeah, Chuck Norris. Yeah. Get those guys. yeah. Hulk, it didn't Hulk Hogan. Who was Let's, behind not, it. let's yeah. not leave
0: leave let's not leave out Suburban Commando and Suburban. And, and uh uh Mr. Na- Nanny no holds that. It? Yep. <laughs> There's
2: another one um, of his. But yeah, it, it, it didn't matter who's behind the camera on those. It was all about who was in front of the, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, from the in front of the lens, and then at the same time, too, you did have you know, James Cameron Spielberg, they they kind of ca- you know came through too, as well. well yeah, that yep. it was um,
1: their era, and I think that's where that's come from it was kind of blend.
2: That, because they kept making more
1: money than everybody else. That's but, the thing, I, yeah, the Camerons yeah, I, and the Spielbergs, you know, the studios but, are going, How do these guys keep making more money right. exactly because they're making better less, movies than you? On,
0: on less expensive, uh, you know, getting into the nitty, nitty-gritty of, of what makes special effects and, and really getting in, into what it takes to make a make a film. I, I, I agree. That's why 70s and 80s are just standout I film think, after film. standout film. I mean, I think
1: there's the a lot of getting there, released in the 70s and 80s. You know, I mean, I was one of those video store cruisers in that point. Mm. So, you know, I was picking up. Everyone that looked good in the front cover yeah. and I want it was shit let's be oh honest. yeah well but there's, there's always going to be sh- it shit never, out there you know, yeah. it, just, it just went in the bin but the good things just just elevated you know and there was so many different things but I, I do think yeah
2: I do think that Hollywood is going that route though that there it's more about who's behind the, the camera now I mean look at uh, the Disney Plus day when they made the announcement for Star Wars it was not about who was casted. You know, the biggest mm-hmm. news was, hey, we're bringing Kenobi back, and Hayden Christensen is coming back as as Darth Vader. That was the big news. But the rest of the news was, we've got Taika Waititi doing a, a, a Star Wars project. We have Patty Jenkins. They did a whole trailer mm-hmm. for Patty Jenkins thing. Which she's doing Rogue Squadron. Then um, Leslie Headland, you know, doing a, uh, the, Agilite. the Agilite. So uh, you see that there. You saw that with with marvel marvel got smart it was it well like end of phase one beginning of phase two there was kind of this weird scenario where it was like they weren't really tagging or looking for directors it was trying to remember it was all about who's going to be that next big actor that they're going to cast and it was for a short time there that that there was kind of a, a slump with the things but then once they got the russo brothers to come in with civil war and stuff then that kind of sparked it again. Okay, we had Favreau to start off, the Russo brothers with Civil War. It kind of, you know, then it was like, okay, Feige kind of well, got Russos it. came in with Winter Soldier, but yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Winter Soldier, you're right. Um, with Winter Soldier, that's what I meant to say. And then it was, okay, we don't have to get that superstar A lister to be in the film. We can cast these, you know, these no namers or these mid level actors come in and do that. And I think that's what. Uh, like, Jude Law being in Skeleton Crew, don't get me wrong, I think Jude Law is a hell of an actor, but it's not like, oh, I'm not watching Skeleton Crew because, yeah, because of, of Jude Law. Law. Jude Law it's yeah. not a
1: Jude Law vehicle, Jude Law right. starring in a Jude Law production, you know? Right. Whereas it's if, much, that would, if they'd yeah. said Tom Cruise is starring in Skeleton Crew, it would have been a much bigger, oh bigger my deal. And it would yeah. all have been
2: about Cruise, you know? Yeah. So, and you look at yeah. Star Wars, I mean, as much as I love, you know, the, the, the cast of the original, you know, the original trilogy, what really made Star Wars, it was the idea that Lucas came up with. And then the directors that came, you know, from Empire Strikes Back, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. So you can yeah, and, you know. and you make new stars. That's the thing. There's the actors yep. are ten a penny. Okay, they might not In today's be internet, great yeah.
1: as great as each other, but there's so many people that they're trying to get into the acting business that you can mm-hmm. find absolute gems out there that are perfect for your character that people don't necessarily know um that well. And you know, you look at a lot of the look let's look at the rings of power, right? For example, I know we're going off on a kind of fantasy kind of slant here. <laughs> or or House of the Dragon. How many of those people that are that are starring in these are, are household names? Very few, very right. few, right? Because actually, when you're signing up to something as long term as that, you're getting these people in and saying, right, here's a five year contract. This is how much we're going to pay. You mm-hmm. know, if if they wanted Tom Cruise, and I'm not, I know it's it's unrealistic, but let's say you wanted Tom Cruise to play a part in five seasons of The Rings of Power. How much would that cost you? Oh, A yeah. ridiculous amount of money. They just can't afford to do that. And if they only sign people up to short-term contracts, then they become superstars, go to renegotiate the contract again, oh, and go, I want $50 million. Dollars. All
2: right. And then well, look go, at David we no
1: We'll recast them all.
2: <laughs> yeah, look at David Harbour with uh, Stranger Things. Like, he, he admitted before Stranger Things came along, he almost quit acting because yeah. he was just basically being cast in these small little roles and stuff, and it wasn't anything um, yeah. great for him, and he wasn't making... A, a Winona Ryder
1: wasn't getting much work before Stranger Things either, right, by the way, yeah. and she's the biggest probably name in that Not
2: show. since mm-hmm. the 80s. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, with David Harbour being cast as, as Hopper, boom, now he's a, he's a superstar. He's going to San Diego Comic-Con, and people are... You know, chasing him down for pictures. He's
0: in the MCU. He's, he, he's driving. Right. You know. Yeah. Name. Uh. Before we wrap wrap it up, because I had written this down and I was kind of kind of curious. <laughs> we we mentioned how a bunch of uh actors haven't made the the a role over in Star Wars. Cam, who's a Marvel actor you would like to see in a Star Wars role?
1: It's a hundred percent Chris
0: Evans. And what oh, do you want to see him play? Don't care. I mean, care. I, I,
1: I, a role that doesn't exist at the moment. You know, I'd yeah. love to see him. I didn't
0: mean a character, but you know, yeah. a, a Starfighter pilot, I'd a Jedi, see, or something. Well, like
1: I'd like. That, yeah. I think he'd, I'd like to see him be a villain. I'd like a villain? to see because he's never really. He's done villains. He's absolutely yeah. he's done villains. Nines out. out, out uh, what's the new one? Uh, Gray he's man. In, Gray man. He's a villain in that. Yeah. So he's done it. But I think in something as big as that, it's the opposite of being Captain America in MCU that's who I would want as my next Darth Vader almost for, for a new story in Star Wars. I think he's at that age now <clears throat> where he's not some young heartthrob kind of action star, but mm-hmm. he's a quality actor um, and and he's also just got star potential. People love him, you know. I think um, I, that's the one I would choose. I'd love to see uh, Evans as a main villain across you know many
2: movies.
0: What about you, you Sharky.
2: Um Michael B. Jordan. I think okay. he would be an excellent villain. I, like I think his his portrayal of Killmonger, probably besides Thanos, I, I get it, but probably the best villain in the MCU, in my opinion. My problem definitely, with Michael B. Jordan is three. that
1: I can't get it out of my head that film he was in that I had to watch for Breaking Geek uh, without uh... remorse.
0: Oh god. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> but to be fair it like...
1: wasn't his fault. You know, I the acting wasn't the issue, it was the story, you know, yeah. and everything else you,
0: with it. You you sound like Danny whenever they uh talk about Lost City. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat and I'm gonna say uh uh Elizabeth Ol- uh Elizabeth Olsen and oh, I would, uh, I would, like, I would like to have seen her play uh specifically I would have liked to seen her play Jade
2: in so, in well, that would something. be a good casting. Yeah. Not necessarily involving mean,
0: involving uh Luke or any anything, but you know, uh, an emperor's walk, hand type story walk, yeah. Liz Olson as as Mara Jade. So yeah. Um that's gonna do it for, for us, folks. Uh we've got a lot of great uh things going on over at LRMonline.com. So if you have uh sorry, that is my phone going off. If you have not been over to the web website uh go ahead head over you can find celebrity uh interviews uh reviews for everything from from movies tv uh occasionally games comic stuff uh all of the podcast links are are there as well uh usually have the lrm youtube channel up there if the Genreverse youtube channel isn't here so we've got uh things from san diego comic con this week on the channel uh so subscribe over over there as well after you subscribe to, you know, the genre YouTube channel, of course, um, lots of great shows like uh, the Daily C- Cup of Genre, Anime uh, Versal Reviews, Breaking Geek Radio, the uh, Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, Marvel Multiverse Mayhem and, of course, uh, the Cantina, as well as the uh, uh, genre shot trailer reactions, all of the audio uh, all of the podcasts, not the trailer reactions, because what would an audio-only reaction be like? Boring. Um, but all of the uh, shows generally do go up uh, wherever you get your your podcast from: Google, Apple, Spotify, all that good stuff. Uh, Cam, anything else you want to put out?
1: so uh, apologizes if you can hear my cat crying. <laughs> he's all, I threw a, a kind of soft cloth on there to try and get him away, you know. But it's, it's like, yeah good luck with that. So, sorry if you he can hear some really tragic meowing. Unfortunately, he's got something wrong with him, where he thinks he's Aww. hungry all the time.
0: Oh, I thought
1: you were But he's not, so he's crying for food. <laughs> um, you know, no, I, 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 just, I need to get him to the vet. But anyway, that's, that's beside the point. So, apart from, apart from that, no. You know, um, other than if you are interested in getting involved in the LRM team at all, then please let us know, for example, if you'd be interested. And, writing about the things that you really you know enjoy the geek stuff like we do that you know talking about it giving your opinions um, writing about news stories maybe about a subject that we don't cover as often as you think we should whatever that be you know please reach out to us our details are all on here if you're watching on YouTube Kyle said them starting a video if if you don't know them but um, just for mines at LRM underscore cam please reach out if you're interested in, in that at all I'll probably forward your details on to Shocky anyway because he deals with that sort of stuff but um, you know please reach out to us because we are looking to grow the team and grow the site and the, the podcast network as well
2: Shocky, anything else? Enjoy the site and let us know what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong maybe give us some feedback on how we can make it better Sounds good, guys.
0: Uh, we'll see you uh, next week. May the force. Uh, may the force be with you.